Thanks for that, Sharon. And well, you're listening to Lunchtime Live. Susan sitting in for Kira today. We are unscripted because it's Friday. So anything you want to get in touch with us about, we're still open. So if there's anything you want to talk about, do get in touch. 53106 is the text line. I want to read you an email that we received from a listener who's looking for your help. I did read this at the start of the show, but if you missed it, I'm going to read it again. This is a listener who is looking for our help with a problem that she has. It reads, Hi Susan, I want to ask you to highlight something on your Friday Unscripted programme. I'd rather not come on air but would love to hear you and your listeners' advice. I'm a long-term single person and for the most part that's perfectly fine. I've a very full life with a good job, lots of friends, albeit lots of them married and some with kids. I have accepted the extra costs here and there to being single. I rent alone, which is very expensive. I'll probably never own my own home and going to weddings or events does cost more when you're by yourself. But as I said, that's just part of my life and it's okay. However, of late I have noticed more and more I'm being expected to pay pick up the slack in work. Weekend work has come up recently and I'm the first one always asked to come in and cover this by my employer and my colleagues often ask me to cover for them if they need to leave early on a Friday for a trip away or a date or to run home to a sick child. It's also not my work. My parents are getting older now and needing a bit more care and attention, brought to hospital appointments, taken for their errands etc. I'm the middle of three but as my sister is married with kids and my brother is also married, it's just assumed by both of them that I will do all of these things for mum and dad because I'm single and I'm child free. It feels as if some people think I'm less important or that my time is not as valuable because I don't have a partner and I think I'm being at times taken advantage of. How do I tackle this with my colleagues, with my employer and my family without causing a fight or appearing like a victim? And that came in from Marie who says all suggestions are welcome. So maybe that email resonates with you. Are you someone maybe who's long term single? Do you feel that because of that, people expect a bit more from you in terms of your time? Maybe you've been asked to work weekends in work. Maybe when it comes around to Christmas time, people kind of eyeball you thinking, you know, oh, maybe she could work because she doesn't have a family or doesn't have a relationship. What would your advice be to Marie? How should she tackle it? Do let us know. Amanda got in touch with us. Amanda's on the line. Amanda, you're long term single as well. Have you ever experienced anything that our emailer mentioned? here. Hi Susan, Hi. Um, I have, exactly, I have, yeah, I'm now 40 and I suppose um, being 40 and being single with no kids um, is something that people feel like they have a right to kind of criticise an awful lot. Um, I do feel I, I've been judged by this on many occasions and um, I remember um, a good few years ago actually somebody, you know, when I yawned in front of them after they, you know, when they were having a conversation with me and they asked me, you know, what did you, what did you yawn and I said, God, I must be a bit tired and they said, oh, I've no sympathy for you, you've got no children. You know, and I just feel people are just a bit too um, um, fluent in, in when, you know, things that they, you know, uh, come out and say when really they should kind of stop before they think. They don't know what somebody's personal, um, you know, life is about at the time and, you know, what decisions they've made. The decisions they've made in their own life is for them, you know. Um, but certainly I do um, have empathy with her because um, it definitely does. And it's more and more, I feel, I'm, I'm meeting people on more and more occasions now that are having the same conversation. And... Um, I just feel a lot of the time, you know, people have told me that they're families and, you know, people make that assumption nowadays. Um, now, personally, I've always enjoyed doing things for my parents um, and my family. But, you know, there, is, there does come a time when you kind of decide, you know, are my goals being met? And I suppose that did happen to me. And I made that change. And it's not because I was being selfish or because, you know, I was, um, 
shying away from any, you know, kind of duties that, that were kind of... That you'd share that. with exactly. siblings or whatever, yeah. Exactly. But it was just that, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's my life as well. And, you know, you kind of blink in your life. You know, I, I remember being 20, only like yesterday. I'm 40 now. Mm. And, you know, it, it goes so fast. But, like, you know, my goals need to be met as well. And that's not being selfish in any stretch at all. It's not. It's just a normal thing for somebody to, to try and achieve for themselves and at the end of the day in her work situation I think what she's actually doing there is she's putting her colleagues goals first before herself you know um, instead of her own and you know that's not that's not right they're allowed to go off on their, their holidays they're allowed to go off on their, their dates or whatever and she's the one picking up the slack no I think what now listen I'm not an expert Susan you know by any stretch of the imagination but I suppose I, I, I can um, understand what she's going through but I do feel that maybe she just kind of needs to start saying no just a small a bit more you know and, yeah, and not, I, not making herself available as much just, you know? yeah and, and, and I guess not not offering up an excuse for that and exactly. I think this is something that's not just specifically to this email this is something that I know I've tried to become better at the older that I've gotten and it is yeah. something that I have gotten better at and it is very simply just saying no. Don't offer up an excuse. Don't try and feel that you have to lie, you know, and say that you're somewhere else. If you if you don't want to do something, as you say, if it doesn't meet your needs, if you're not going to get anything from it, whatever the case may be, very simple, two letters, no. And you don't have to offer anything more than that. Exactly. And I think that's a lesson for all of us, probably, not just Marie in this situation. Absolutely. And I mean, you just said it there, Susan. I mean, whether or not you're going anywhere, whether you have anything planned or not, your me time, and I mean me time, is just as important as somebody that has kids, you know what I mean? Or as somebody that has a, a boyfriend. Like at the end of the day, your me time is about what you can do for yourself. Your mental health, your own health is much more important than having to stay in, at a, a, you know, do overtime for somebody else. That's not fair. You know, so I just do feel that, you know, you need to, people need to stop kind of jumping to every call, you know, even when your phone rings, for example, you know, running for the phone immediately. No, if you're in the middle of doing something, if you're preparing your dinner, if you're in the toilet, if you know whether driving your car, you you get you pick up that call afterwards. But don't be so quick to kind of you know have to you know that that's telling somebody then that oh at the drop of a hat you're going to drop everything for them. Do you know that kind of a way? And again, I just have to reiterate, it's not being selfish. And I suppose um, I like I there's an example I actually have a friend of mine actually um, a good few years ago had told me that. She, her boss uh, couldn't understand. She looked for a career break, actually. And um, he couldn't actually understand why she wanted it because she had no children. And what would she need it for? And no, yet I, there was probably lots of people in that building or in that company taking parental leave. Like, you know, exactly. so you can take parental leave and people would but, just go, OK, they want to mind their children. Yeah. But if somebody wanted a career break, that was received differently, you say? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, like there's so, there's so many positives absolutely so many positives about being single and about having no children. First and foremost, you're getting lots of sleep, um, which means um, less wrinkles. <laughs> uh, your money is all your own. You have that freedom. No grey hair, Amanda. I would well, take that. Exactly. Um, no, um, look, I mean, I get what you say. I, 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 This whole judgment thing, I definitely feel, you know, people just need to stand down with the judgment in all yeah. aspects of life. But as you say, if somebody is long-term single and say 40 with no children, that may be absolutely out of choice. They may have have absolutely yeah. decided to take that road for themselves but there's other people who may have been forced down that road or just would have loved to have met somebody and mm-hmm. didn't or would have loved to have children and didn't have them so you have to be so careful and the judgement isn't received well no matter what camp you're in but no. it can be particularly hard for the people in that latter camp who would have liked to have met somebody and would have maybe liked to have had a family 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm not saying I'm going to be, I want to be single forever. I have made a clear choice that I won't be having children. And that's, that's exactly my choice, personal choice. You know what I mean? And I just feel as well in this world, people are kind of very, still in that kind of old fashioned kind of situation where it's like, you know, the, the, a woman was put on this earth to reproduce children. That wasn't my role, you know. Um, it's not the same as it was years ago. And I suppose they wouldn't be as quick to judge a man as they would. And even um, for that poor girl as well. I mean, I'm sure that there's a guy probably in her situation in that workplace, and he's not asked, you know, would you do the overtime? Because they automatically presume that you're, you know, he'd have stuff to do, he'd be meeting the lads, he'd be doing whatever, but the, it's always the girl. You know, I just feel, I, I really do feel for her that way, but I suppose it's now just the time for her to kind of decide, you know, try, try and change her mindset now to thinking, you know, and not accepting that kind of, because that's putting negativity in her life, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess, it's, I, I suppose the reason she emailed us is because, and, and you've made the point really well, like it's not, for people not to think it's selfish and for you to know yeah. that it's it's not, um, it, it's not selfish, but I guess I, I can definitely tell from Marie's email that that's her worry, that she's kind of thinking to herself, well, I, do, I don't have anything particular that I need to do tonight, so if somebody asks her to do something, like she is yeah. still in that zone where she's like, well, I don't have to pick up the kids from crash or I don't have to you know get home and do whatever so sh- she is unsure of herself like yeah. you know and that's why she won't do it w- w- when you get she's afraid of judgment basically is, is is what she's afraid of and Amanda you said at the start there you know people are so quick to judge you've come quite a way on that journey how do you deal with the judgment now do you just like do you just tell people to get lost or do people you know, still, would people still judge you and be like, oh, you're single or whatever? Like, do you still get that? You do. And I mean, you're always going to get that, I think. But it's just, I suppose, how you handle it. And the way I handle this is that, you know, I come back with a positive. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, I'm not going to, like, I think it's a typical Irish thing anyway. You know, if you cancel a hair appointment, people, like, consistently have to ring and say, hi, um, I have to cancel my hair appointment because, just say, for example, my mother's going to hospital, we have to go to Dublin, we're not going to be back in time. You know, given a big, a big long reason, you don't have to. Just stop at that and just say, you know, actually, no, I'm not available. And that's what I do now. I just say, no, actually, I'm not available. And stop. I'm not giving a reason why. I'm not saying it's because actually I'm sitting at home on my recliner watching Love Island. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not that. I'm not giving them the reason. I'm just saying it doesn't suit me. And no, and that's it. And it's, it's about learning. And that is hard because you have to have that confidence it's supposed to be able to stand up for yourself. But I suppose that comes with age also. And I suppose I've learned that as I've got older, you know, that it's just that I'm me. And if people like me, they do. And if they don't, they don't. And if they want to criticise, and that's fair enough. But that's kind of more on them than it is on me. That's how I look at it. You know, um, yeah, I I feel like what I get from her her email is just that she's um you know like her heart is kind of t- or her head is telling her look just say no here and stand yeah. up for yourself and you know uh, don't be afraid of the judgment but but her heart is afraid of the judgment basically you know she's just worried that people will kind of judge her for well, what what might be perceived as being selfish. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something she's going to have to try and deal with, though, as well, because, you know, you probably are going to have that anyway. But at the same time, you know, I would tell her not to worry. Don't worry. I've, I've done it on many occasions. And people don't fall out with me because of it. You know what I mean? They actually, I think they look at you in, in a better light because they say, well, actually, you know, fair play to you for saying that mm. and not being there at, at my beck and call. So, I mean, it depends. Look, work colleagues at the same time, it's either you decide whether they're your friends or your work colleagues as well. Exactly. You know and then you I mean? shouldn't, ca- in a way, if they're your yeah. work colleagues, work is work and exactly. you don't need to really worry about what yeah. they really think of you think outside of the work domain. Uh, yeah. Stay with us there for a second, Amanda. Loads and loads of texts coming in. Uh, read the single listener being asked to do all the work and mind the parents. Very simple solution. Just say no. Sorry, I can't. I'm busy. I have plans. And if anyone queries her plans, none 
none of their effing business. Mm. Another one in here, she needs to say no to her work colleagues that it doesn't suit to cover this weekend or late evening. They will stop asking after a while and if they just leave expecting her to stay, she also needs to leave also when it's her time to leave and let them sort out any problems that may arise from this. Also with ageing parents, Marie needs to also say, I can do this but not this. A roster is a brilliant tool and a family WhatsApp to keep everyone updated on different things that may be happening. Everyone's hand is out the same when both parents die. Um, it, that's another good one as well and it's it's a thing that I think a lot of um, a lot of people with parents who, who get that bit older, they do feel that sometimes maybe somebody takes on the lion's share of that and I think it's kind of a really important lesson that everyone does their fair share. Like I know in my situation, like I have a younger brother who lives at home and sometimes I, I kind of would leave things to him just because he's yeah. there and sometimes I have to check myself and say no like just because he's in the house doesn't mean that you know it means that I don't have to check in or make sure you know everything is okay so I guess that that is another thing that just you need to be kind of strict on yourself of and another one in here don't be afraid to make a decision about your life and how you live it no one has the right to say what you should do and when just because they might think that you don't have a life. Your life and how you live it is very important to you. So make decisions and choices that are good for you. It's good to lend a hand, but learn to say no as well. And Amanda, that kind of is exactly what you're saying in the sense that even if your life is like you say at home in the recliner watching Love yeah. Island, if that's your me time and you're getting enjoyment out of that, yeah. that's just as important as going home and minding two kids. Exactly. You know, and it's actually probably uh, easier than going home and minding two kids. You have the better life, nearly. You know what I mean? You're just, like, you know, sometimes as well, there's an, an awful lot of jealousy as well. And, and, and if she's to remember that too. You know, some people do look up at us and think, God, they can do what they want. You know, she needs to get into that frame of mind as well that she is footloose and fancy free. Do you know what I mean? To make the most of that. Enjoy it. Life is so, it's way too short, you know. And it's just so important now, I think, that she grabs the bull by the horns and just says, the first time she's going to feel, she's going to get a moment of total exhilaration for the first time she oh, says no. And then she won't be able to probably stop saying exactly. no. She'll just be like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's going to be her favourite word. And she's going to look back this time next year and say, do you know what? I'm so delighted I've done this. Because her, like, her life, she'll get her life back, basically. You know? And that's what it's about. Nobody has the right to infringe anything on anybody else's life unless they have asked for it, you know? Um, and I just do feel that, like, more and more, it's a kind of a learned thing, isn't it? That, you know, I suppose it's the way you're reared, the way you're brought up. You know, your parents have taught you manners and to do things for, right, you know, and help people out. And that's exactly what she's doing and exactly what I would have done as well. But I suppose um, there does come a point now, like I said, we all have goals in life and it's nice to have goals and something to look forward to. So maybe she now can start asking them to do the weekend work while she goes off on a trip or on a date. And hopefully I'll have a date and the two will, will double date. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there has to be an internal radar, I think, that, that goes be. off when you realise that you're actually been taken advantage of it's yeah. absolutely fine to be nice to people to be kind to help out I'm all for that but you know some alarm needs to go off when you feel like that oh, hang on like you know I'm absolutely been taken advantage of here Amanda thanks so much for your advice I'm sure that was a great help to Marie uh, lots of advice from Amanda there um, also Joan is on the line Joan what did you make of um, Marie's query and problem See, I completely understand where she's coming from and I just thought I would share my uh, a strategy that I learned at a course many years ago, like 20 years ago. Um, and that was don't smile, don't explain and don't apologize. We are very good at saying, oh, I'm really sorry, I can't. And that puts you at a disadvantage. So if you just say uh, sorry, or don't even say sorry, just say I can't do that for you. 
um, good luck in finding somebody else or whatever. Just be polite like the previous uh, caller said. And nobody even thinks about it afterwards. And uh, what's your situation, sensitive. Joan? Have you, fa- have you found yourself in that situation? Oh, many times. Many times. Many times. And I'm not perfect at, at uh, practicing what I preach either. Yeah, I know. But it's I easy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> it does work. And is mm-hmm. it, did you get a sense that people thought that your time wasn't quite as valuable as someone else's time because you were, were single? Um, possibly, possibly. Um, in in certain cases, definitely. Uh, but it's not always the case. It's um, excuse me, not just that you're single, but uh, if you have, you know, stepped in for somebody in the past, that you're likely to do it again. Uh, it's not, excuse me. It's not really your circumstances always. It's not picking on you because you're single. It's picking on you because you're willing. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of a different thing, I guess. But maybe somebody who's very accommodating and somebody who, you know, you know will help out in a situation. Somebody who's more likely to lend a hand than maybe they'll get asked again and again and again because they've said uh, yes in the past. Joan, thanks for uh, talking to us on Lunchtime Live. So many texts on this one in here. This is like listening to an email about my life, to be honest. I'm in my late 30s, have been single for years. I have to organise utilities, direct debits, etc. for my parents because my siblings have families but I never say anything as I feel like they do have more important things to do. Also my parents are my family and my bubble. So happy to do stuff for them but a bit of acknowledgement will be good from my siblings. The work thing also resonates with me massively. Thanks for highlighting this issue and that came in from Maraid. I get that as well there what Maraid is saying actually. It's kind of a tricky one because I suppose because Maraid is long term single and doesn't have children her parents are her family and her bubble so I suppose you know she cherishes that to such a degree that then she sort of feels like she has to do the lion's share of the organising but I guess Maraid from me I'm sure your parents want to spend time with you as much as you want to spend time with them so I still think it should be equal work among um, you and your siblings another one in here make other arrangements communicate the fact that you're busy end of another tweet in here Marie made a choice to live her life that way she also has the right to say no to others that expect her to do their jobs for them keep making choices that you want not what you think others want you to do stand your ground another text in here this lady just has to say no Lots of texts like that, but as you know, with anything, it's much harder sometimes to do that than it is to advise somebody to do it. Another text, Lord, yes, no matter how tired I am or tough I have it, I'll always be trumped by those with kids who will immediately dismiss me with just what your caller said. No sympathy, you don't have kids. You don't know what tired, stressed or cash strapped is. And I well believe that because I have one child and if I've ever complained about having one, I've been many times told uh, to shut my mouth, basically because I don't have two or three or four or five kids so I even get it um, when we have one when I when I because I have one child the word no is the greatest most liberating word this woman should learn to use saying no to people is not rude not mean or not selfish she has her own life and another one Susan Marie's solution is complex but simple say no and do not give a reason for the no the Irish are fundamentally begrudgers and extreme at that loads more uh, coming in actually uh, we're going to we're going to take a quick ad break first and then I'm going to talk to somebody else. We'll be back in a moment.